0: Hey, this is Chirnagra from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Valerie Graf with us. Valerie is a dynamic, engaging and entertaining speaker who draws over a ticket of senior level leadership experience in a variety of different industries. She educates and inspires her audience to achieve breakthrough results, exceed their own expectations and propel themselves to success. She helps companies improve productivity and grow their bottom line by elevating employees from Tactical to Strategic Leaders. Valerie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kiran, I'm delighted to be here. I am delighted to meet you today. Let's begin with your journey. Excited to know what inspired you to become a coach.
1: I had, I've spent 25 years in corporate America and in my last several positions, I actually had a coach. My last was at Oxygen Media and Gloria Henn was her name. And I found it to be one of the most useful development tools ever. It's personalized direction. It's personalized assistance. And for senior leaders, I really think that you get the biggest bang for your buck, so to speak. And so when I went out on my own, to me, it was about I knew I wanted to focus on upping leadership, upping management skills. And it's really about meeting people where they are. For some, that's group training through their, through their organization that offers group training. For others, perhaps it's group coaching. Others can pick it up through keynotes at conferences. And for others, it's really about individual coaching because that really gets to, really gets to the heart of the challenges that they're struggling with and then what to do about it and options to do about it. So that was my own success at working with a coach was really inspirational for me when I went out on my own. Tell us about any client
0: success stories. So anything that can help us be given insight about how the transformation was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of, you know, I think that there's a lot of success stories that I've been very excited. I've been very honored to help a lot of folks. And typically I really focus on that vice president level and above. And I think that when we think about the biggest contribution, to their success is their willingness to be coached. I hate to say it, but it's not really about me. It's about their willingness to think differently, to try new skills. And if they're not into it, if the is not into it, you're not gonna be successful, no matter how good your coaching is. And as I think back, common threads about success stories, it was always about the client acknowledging that there was a challenge, being willing to try new things, and then me helping them along in their journey to to think outside the box. Because I think sometimes we kind of get this myopic thinking, or this is how I've solved it in previously, and this should work again. And it's just a big, bold world. It's a big, new world out there, particularly when it comes to leadership and management. And so my goal has always been to ask questions that make them think differently and expand their thinking. And I've got a fabulous success story at a manufacturing company in the Midwest, in Ohio. I've got another one for a gas and oil transportation company. And again, it's it's not about me. It's about, to me, it's about their willingness to try new things and to think outside and their willingness to differently that's what all of my clients have in common and i'm just lucky enough to be the person there who's able to drive that new thinking out of them
0: and as about the questions what specific questions do we get into is it about mindset is it about leadership is it about the business
1: in itself so what exactly are the questions what do they lead i think it always of course it always depends on the specific individual and what they're struggling with i Helped the CFO to really get into more the his company wanted him to think more strategically. So it was what's the difference between tactical and strategic thinking? What because he needs to see that step difference in order to be thinking differently. And I started out with this particular client of reading, there's a lot of articles out there about what it means to be tactical versus strategic. So we started with sort of basic definitions and then moved into, okay, what does that mean for a CFO? Because he was promoted from a controller to a CFO internally. And it's reading what others have to say about it. I'm a big believer. I look at a lot of articles from Harvard Business Review, Forbes, there's just so much good stuff out there. And we really, I have a tendency to start with Reading what others have written and then saying, All right, walk me through what this article is talking about. How does that compare with what you're doing day to day? Walk me through what you're doing day to day. And then I want you to have two columns. I want you to put it in a tactical column or a strategic column. Now that we've defined what the difference is between the two. And so that way he can monitor himself and make changes as he goes. I have another client. It's interesting. Like a lot of clients. Again, it comes back to that tactical versus strategic. And so I had another vice president, actually, they're also in Ohio, from this oil and gas company, and it was questions like, talk to me about what your boss is saying that you're missing in your role. Do you agree with it? Tell me what the difference is between what you're focusing on and what your boss wants you to focus on, okay? Okay. Now, walk me through what's stopping you from doing that. Is it, it's one of those, I find a lot of times as folks move up in an organization, they still cling to things that they did before. And we have to understand that as you move up, move up that mountain, if you will, or move up that pyramid, that your role has changed. And you have to let the folks who work for you do those things so that you take on different responsibilities. And I just find a lot of times it's really walking folks through that journey and asking questions, getting them to see that, yeah, I am still hanging on to things that I shouldn't have. And so I ask a lot of questions along that. If I've got somebody, I had a CEO who was being really bullying of his staff. And so asking questions like, when you're in a meeting and you ask for ideas, how many people raise their hand? None? Okay, why do you think that is? They're just not motivated. No, really. Or could it be the fact that you don't listen to them and instead it's about your way? So of the last five times that somebody's t- talked me through the last folks who have volunteered ideas, did you go with them or did you not? With our conversations, four ideas later, he's not accepted any of them. So why are you asking people their opinion if you're not going to listen to it? So I think it's really, I guess those are a few examples of kind of some of the questions that I've asked to drive people into thinking differently.
0: Got it. So it is customized based on what they're
1: coming for and what they want to go to. 100% Karen. Every coaching, every coaching assignment is different because again, it's very, it has to be personalized to them and what they need. And you know, if if you don't do that, then you know how are you going to help them? Then it's about is there any process in
0: particular? If there is mindset related thing, okay, is there any process for improving the mindset? Is there, is there a process for improving the bottom line? So what are some processes that you would put? For?
1: I think it's really about understanding. Again, I think it's really first off, I have to ha- I have to hear from the client that they agree that there's a problem. So typically it's their boss, it's the CEO, it's a senior leader, somebody at a senior level who has said there is a problem. And then what I need to hear from them. So my first step is to have a conversation with the executive to make sure that they agree that there's a problem, that this is a problem. Why is it an issue? Where do you think, what's the problem? What is it causing by your behavior or your leadership traits? And then do you want to change or fix it? And if I don't hear, if the is not really giving me signs or telling me that they want to improve, then to me, it's just a waste of time and I'm not even going to wait in. And I say that because typically it's like I said, a CEO who approaches me first and I won't accept an assignment until I talk with the potential coachee for them to tell me what they're looking for and that they agree that there's a problem. And so if I see that interest and commitment, then I'll jump on board and continue the conversation. If I don't, then I pass. And then beyond that, to me, it's really about defining goals. I want to understand what the end looks like, because the more wishy-washy a goal is, the less likely they are to achieve it, because we won't know where we're going. And then it's just talking about Really focused, and I establish those goals. Get the coachee to agree to that, and then we'll send that to their boss and get their boss to agree that at the end of six months, here's what's going to be changed or going to be different about the executive. And so every and it's all written down. Everybody's got to agree to it. Everybody's got to uh, sign off on those goals and what's going to happen where the executive is supposed to be at six months and then I'll do a three, and then we do the coaching program. We'll meet every two to three weeks. And then at three months, I'll do a check-in with the boss to see if they have noticed any differences, like even direction. So three months is my check-in, and then at six months, we'll actually go back and grade the executive on how they've done. So that I guess that's my process to get started. But again, it's really, to me, I need to seek commitment from the coachee. Then I need to really see some hardcore goals that we write down we agree to and the boss agrees to and then boom we're off on the coaching program
0: yeah well so then about the ways of reaching out to
1: you what are some ways of reaching out you can reach out to me at Grub at com. i've got a my website is and com, and on there there's my phone number and my email Gosh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, delighted to connect on LinkedIn. So I'm pretty much on all social media platforms. And then email, cell phone, all of that is on my website.
0: So do reach out, guys. Very easy to reach out. And that leads me to my next question. So tell us about achieving goals. So what are some things that you recommend we do to achieve the goals that we have?
1: When I think about goals, I think it's the same for me. Let's say you're interested in becoming a coach. It's really understanding what can you coach in? Like what makes you an expert at that, that someone should listen to you? And then it's really about setting out goals on how to reach people who need your services. So I'm very much about, go, let me answer this, Kieran, about goals in general. I have my big goals written down. Like I have them written down. I look at them every day because I think and I actually plot out by month how I'm going to tackle those goals, because if you don't have them written down, it's easy to get to June 19th and you go, oh my God, I've done nothing on my big goals. I'm caught up in like the the world of everyday tasks and I never get to those big goals. So I think that you really need to write them down. I think you need to plot out, we've got six months left. How much, if you've got three goals, are you going to work on one July and August, one September and October, and the third one November or December? So mark that in your calendar and then figure out how to work that in because and setting aside two hours a day that you're going to work on or an hour a day five days a week that you're going to work on that big goal and it's only through really setting time aside and really committing to spend time on it that you'll actually reach goals because otherwise you're just caught up in this spin of stuff you do every day and then like i said it gets to june 19th and Did you set goals January 1st? I know I certainly do. I set some big goals for myself every year. And it's a question of, are you actually moving on them? And if not, then the key is is really seizing control of your schedule and how you spend your focused time. I'm in the middle of writing my third book. I started that in June. I write 1,500 words four days a week. Sometimes it takes me 45 minutes to write it. Sometimes it takes me four hours to write 1,500 words. But the goal is to be done by three months. So I have to have this done by Labor Day, basically. And I can't do that all in one week. So I really have to divvy that up so I make progress on it every week. And that's just baked into my schedule. I do critical meetings with clients, and then I bake in, what, for. What four days am I going to spend writing fifteen hundred words? And then by September first, I'm at twenty thousand words now, so I'm on track. But you really have to set aside time and make a plan to attack it.
0: Yes, do that, guys. Write down your goals, set aside the time, and just get at it. That leads No to- excuses.
1: No excuses here. <laughs> no excuses. No and no lies to yourself. So, oh my gosh. So right. I'll start next week. I'll start tomorrow. Yeah, no lies to yourself. Perfect way of saying. Uh,
0: My final question for the day is action steps. So if there is anything we can do just after this conversation that might have some positivity in our workflow or in our life, what would that one thing be that we should it?
1: I think give yourself a break. It's hard. It is. And it's busy. Like life is very hard and life is very busy. If there is something that you want to go after, give yourself a break, although make a plan and sometimes that and be realistic about that plan. So again, you'll notice when I talk about writing this book, there's seven days in a week. I will never be able to write seven days a week. So don't set myself up for failure. I'm giving myself a break and four days a week is enough. And it's actually achievable. And then I celebrate those successes. Every week I say to myself, did I do it? Yes, I did. And so I think that it's be kind to yourself. I think we should be kind to everybody. But I especially think ourselves because we beat ourselves up so mercilessly and it's just so not helpful. Know what you want to achieve, set realistic goals, and then don't beat yourself up when life gets in the way but force yourself to figure out a plan to make those happen so that hopefully that's helpful
0: yeah and be happy while you're pursuing the goal because life is when you're living it so that, absolutely thank you so much when Such a a message and great wisdom acquired
1: today you are so welcome karen it was really a pleasure to be here and I definitely wish everybody best of luck Thank you so much and I am your host Kiran signing off, you
0: guys take care, bye guys.